0: Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We are on the final episode of season two of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. Naturally, I have saved today's guest to cap off season two because she drops insight after insight and we'll all need a few weeks to digest all the mind fuel that she shares. So who is this brilliant guest? Well, she is the one and only Andrea Jones of I am Andrea Jones. Expert communication specialist and lover of shoes, especially when they have unicorns on them. To Andrea, knowing your niche and being a clear communicator are everything to making one's business click. And she shares exactly why with a whole lot of how in this episode as we ask, what if businesses kissed goodbye to the status quo? Hello there, I'm Lindsay Harl, your host of the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. As a brand and content specialist by trade, mental health advocate and speaker through lived experience, and a quirky Canadian gal on a mission to bring more human back into our businesses and our communities this podcast asked the question what if businesses realized that they are people too now listen in as we explore the personhood of a business uncovering what components connections and nutrients these live entities need to thrive as their true original selves A labor of heart, of joy, and of connection. This podcast is for leaders who believe in humans. Now, are you ready to hear what could happen if businesses realize that they are people too? Great. Me too. So let's do this together. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Harrell, and with me today is the one, the only, Andrea Jones. Now, Andrea Jones is a brilliant communication specialist who cares about increasing the possibility and probability of positive change in the world. This is why she is focused on making other heart-centered entrepreneurs sparkle in the spotlight of an exclusive niche, filled with their ideal clients. Now, creating that kind of singular brand is what Andrea knows maximizes of businesses' profitability. Now, because she is fascinated with the things that make us tick and has more than 30 years of experience in the nitty gritty of the business and marketing world, she's uncovered the little known elements that must come together to create a marketing strategy that actually works for you now from solo entrepreneurs all the way to multi-million dollar companies andrea helps clients connect and engage with the right customers so they can do more business and make a bigger impact on the people who need them andrea oh my goodness Welcome, welcome. Thank you so gosh darn much for being here
1: today. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super excited.
0: (laughs) Me too. Now, you and I do know one another a bit, Mm -hmm. a bit, some people could say, but your background is so fascinating and it's so extensive and full of human understanding that you actually use it to dive into the content strategy you use to help your clients use their words with impact. Now, can you share a bit about your own story and how this actually informs the work you're doing today with your clients?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I think about, I think some of it is, is of course, natural affinity, like things that I was really excited about or wanted to learn about even when I was little, like, you know, at three years old, <laughs> it, when most kids are asking, you know, like, um, what is that? I wanted to know why people did that. Like, why is she doing that? Why, why would they call that person names? Why would they, you know? And so I think very, very young age, um, I was always curious about people. And then when you add in the fact that I was also an army brat growing up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: moving every four years, uh, or less, um That it really makes you look. It makes you very adaptable, first of all. I think it made me very adaptable, anyway. And then it makes you look for ways to fit in. And I think I naturally started to um, watch body language. I naturally started to listen to how people talk, or you know what they said, how they did, how they acted. Um, and so understanding, I think those social skills came very young for me because of those things. And then extending out into business, I started, you know, running our family business very young. Like I was 20 years old when I first started running that business because my dad had had a heart attack. So I was kind of shoved into that. I was a creative one and <laughs> shoved into like a, a, a management role, which is not, where I shine, (laughs) but I've learned a lot along the way. And then again, just extensively working in retail, retail marketing. Uh, I was a writer, producer, director as well for a long time. So a lot of those things are really taking a look at people, you know, clients make your business tick. And if you can't connect with the client, your business is not going to tick. (laughs) and so those those are the things that um, that I think really in in work and experience kick things off and then on top of that is just loving psychology uh, anything to do with neuroscience and figuring out why we do what we do really kind of connects into those things when I was three years old wanting to know why this is happening or why somebody is doing what they're doing and then taking those things and then using them the power for good in your <laughs> marketing. <laughs> so yeah, you use fine.
0: your powers for good. Okay.
1: Exactly. So if exactly. someone
0: wants to do evil work, they're not your client. I'm just making this clear here.
1: No, no. If you are the arch nemesis, sorry, sorry. you're going okay. to find somebody else to work with you. Yeah. Excellent. Good works only. Got it. <laughs> beautiful. Wonder woman. I'm in, but you know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: beautiful, beautiful. Apologies. Jump back in, my dear.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. And I, I you know, really that's, um, those are the things I think it. it's very, I think a unique way of coming at marketing. I mean, there's lots of stuff on the psychology behind it and the psychographics behind it. Um, and when I talk to other marketers, they use some of those things, but not to the extent that I think is really necessary. Um, You know, everything from, I I think there's three things that come together when, when you're selling to somebody and it's the, the psycho, the psychographics of the person, right? Mm -hmm. Who's, who's their identity? Who's their personality? How do they act and react to something? Um, And then there is the psychological triggers that will get them to buy Mm -hmm. so you know if you don't have social proof if um if you're not honest about it and there's not the integrity that there as as you're creating your ads that that will get picked up right um there's lots of different psychological triggers that that are there and then there are buying triggers and then the buying triggers that are the things that happen in somebody's day that make them realize they need you so but you know, it's those buying triggers that happen, but it's the psychological triggers that will get them to say yes to you instead of somebody else.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's more than just words on the screen.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, as you know, <laughs> you know what? Anybody can write copy. Yep. Yeah. Anybody can write copy. Absolutely. But it's writing the copy in a way that creates a desire for what you have And there are a lot of elements that go into that. I mean, so many elements and you and I have had conversations previously. And for those, I mean, I don't know for everybody who, who, um, maybe doesn't know about Lindsay, but I mean, she's done talks about the things that you need to do just to set up your page properly to make it readable. And there's so many different insights, um, that I think a lot of people don't know. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not as easy as just slapping words on a page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what, one thing that you taught me long ago is that, and you continue to speak to today, and, and I absolutely believe it's one of the things behind your success with the clients that you work with, is, is that you always speak to this need for a very clear niche within business. And so I'm wondering if you can, you know, explain why is this crucial for the overall health of, the, of a business to thrive and not just survive Mm -hmm. and how, how, how a niche, how that plays into it.
1: Well, I mean, it's what I do. So I think it's everything. (laughs) Done. Okay. Um, Perfect. Interview is over. (laughs) Perfect. I do think it's, it's the most key thing though. You know, people come to me and they will say, Um, My marketing isn't working. I need to try a different tactic. I, you know, I don't understand why people are coming in. Maybe it's the economy, yada, yada, right? Mm -hmm. Um, All of those things. And then when we really dig into it, though, the problem that most people face is that they're saying the same things as everybody else. And as soon as you fall into the sea of sameness uh, where everybody says the same thing, looks the same way, does all the same stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you end up a commodity that people want for the cheapest price. And so if you're finding that you're getting nickled and dined to death, part of the reason that's happening is because you have not created exclusivity in the niche that you're in. And you are, are not talking to your client in a way that is both valuable, but also shows them that you are the only person or you're the only business that can do that. And when you're the only business that can deliver an outcome, uh, then you become an exclusivity. It's why Apple does what it does or Coke does what it does, right? Or Starbucks or whatever. They, they have created a specific area in which they shine. And I mean, if you take a look at coffee, right? There's lots of places that do coffee, but Starbucks has created a very specific place in there that people go to only for that reason. Um, Same thing with Tim Hortons, right? Like there are reasons, and this comes back to the person's identity. We identify with those things and it's only when you can fully understand, and this is kind of where the, the spectrum sort of comes across is understanding what it is that you do differently than everybody else. Mm-hmm. how that applies to the clients that you want to work with and the value that you deliver singularly to them that they cannot get anywhere else. And so when you have all of those things working together um then your ideal client it's a no-brainer, mm-hmm. right? It's it's got to be a yes because it's everything they want and need in that moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I I think that's a great point, as you know. Looking at, for instance, what both you and I do on some degree is, a lot of people come and they connect with me because they say they need a copywriter. Well, I am not a copywriter, and yes, I write copy, but it and I can do it for clients, and I do have writers who support clients that with that, but. Before that, it's, are you this specific client in this specific niche? Because this is the client who we thrive with and who we really see results in the work that we do. And that is not every client. And it's a very specific behavior. It's a very specific, um, there's very specific people within that. They're in a very specific transition in their company um and and it's this and when i speak to that legacy those are my clients who believe in legacies and not everyone who's looking for a copywriter is that they are looking a lot a number of them are well i just need some quick copy on a website that's not me yeah and that's okay and so you've hit on this beautiful point of when you hit that niche you you're able to tap into their language to say yes to you. Um, And it's such a powerful thing. So uh, thank you. Yeah, you're
1: welcome. It is, it is hugely powerful. I mean, that's just, and, and let me say this too, because Lindsay both you and I are in marketing Mm -hmm. and both you and I've helped each other out, even building our own brands. And what I do want to say for everybody out there who's listening It is really hard to do your own marketing Yes, because you have one way of looking at your business and that way of looking at your business isn't the way, typically isn't the way that your client looks at your business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I believe that when you have somebody from the outside looking in, um, who can take a look at what it is you do and see it in a different dimension, let's Mm -hmm. say. Yes. Yeah to look at it from a completely new perspective and new dynamics and and my experience is different from your experience so therefore we have different perspectives on these things and and this is where I think people curiosity for me comes in so much because when you can have when you have the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes then you get to see your brand in a very very different way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and um my definition of brand is what people say about you when you aren't in the room. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that that is actually what your brand is. It's what everybody else says about your brand. That is what your value is. If your client doesn't find value in it, even though you find value in it, it doesn't matter. You're not going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody buys anything they don't value. And I think this is this is why sometimes it's so important just to, even if it's talking to some people outside you know, your, your regular group uh, of friends or uh, the regular people that you do business with just to get some different perspectives. It, it changes everything, right? Absolutely.
0: Everything. Oh my golly gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oof. yeah, and, and Yes. And yes, that's a tangent. I don't need to go down, but on, like that's, that's not scripted. There's no question there. That's just an off thought. We don't need to get lost in those. Um, but what I'm loving is that it really comes back to knowing who loves you and why. And if you yeah. don't know that why, that's an issue. You can exactly. assume, but is that their real motivator?
1: Exactly. I have a, a friend of mine um, who says, like, you have to know your client as well as J.K. Rowling knows Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, And there, I I believe there are not many businesses who have gone that deep in understanding um, their client. And when you get deeper on that, when you understand, you know, what the psychological profiles are, what's keeping them up at night, what's stopping them from making a decision, what gets them to make a decision, Mm -hmm. right? Like decisions are always made in the moment, Mm -hmm. But there might have been 10, 15, 20 years of experience leading up to that, to the point where they're like, I have had enough. Mm -hmm. And then they make the decision in that moment. So your job as a business is to figure out what's that background? What's the, what's that thing that's going to happen that's like the straw that broke the camel's back? What is it that is going on in their day? So I have a story. I was uh, teaching a, um, we were doing a, a, a lunch and learn for a group of people with a friend of mine that I had worked with previously. And um, we were talking about like how how you create the the value behind something and and talk about that to somebody and so this guy had written a um, inspirational book and so we were like okay so like why would people buy the book and he says well because they need inspiration and <laughs> i <I'm> like yeah <laughs> but what's going on in their day that they need inspiration right like did they did they just Die. lose the parent did they lose a child did they have a divorce are they going through a midlife crisis um did they just move into a new city did they you know did something happen to their social standing they got laid off um and now they're in a situation where something has changed well each one of those situations is a different way to talk to a person and a different Um, point of contact in as to what's going on, different emotions that they're going to feel, even though they might be feeling anxious, they might be feeling lost or whatever, there are different reasons behind it. And it's when you can speak to those reasons specifically, that that person goes, Oh, my gosh, she's talking to me. She knows me, I need to learn now more about this. And that's how you pull people in is by getting to understand them and in where they are why they need you and why you help most you know
0: so then what is it about communication that impacts the overall image and influence of a business within their greater business community then or the the greater community as a whole depending on the business itself and how it functions within society
1: well, personally, I think communication is everything. Like honestly, anything that's gone on you're wrong in your life, it's because of communication, right? Or, or lack thereof. Um, and-
0: oh, 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 can you please <laughs> just say that again? I mean, regardless of marketing or content, that's a beautiful statement. Please say yeah, that again. Is, right?
1: Like anything that has gone wrong, it's because of communication or lack thereof. Mm. Right. I'll tell you a quick story, uh, you know, between me and my husband. Uh, about chicken because you know why not have a chicken story in the middle of why it, not of, it's really important right like yeah. but <laughs> um so he wanted to make a recipe can't remember what the recipe was but he wanted chicken thighs and so I went to the grocery store picked up the chicken thighs came back home I thought he wanted Bone in, skin on. And he's like, no, I wanted the boneless skinless. And now I have like the recipe that he was doing required the boneless skinless and he's the chef. I'm not. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, he was like, okay, now I, now I have to, to go back to zero and refigure out what we're doing for supper because this recipe won't work with this, with the bony and skin on. So what I ask is, is how many times has it happened in your business? I mean, does that happen with a team where you think you are all on the same page? So he had a, a the chicken thigh pitcher in his head, mm-hmm. and I had a chicken thigh pitcher in my head. We're talking exactly about the same thing with two very different outcomes.
0: Different, well, and, different terminology, different descriptions, different definition exactly yeah. but
1: but the same words right yeah. and we yeah. all think we're on the same page yeah. and i think this happens not only within teams with our clients it happens when we are talking about our vision for our businesses with other people, when we are trying to recruit people, either to come in, you know, as as a hire, uh, to recruit into our ideation or ideology of, of the business and what we're trying to do. All of those things rely on your communication and your ability to get the picture that you're moving towards, your big vision across. And you might be thinking that you're super clear. But you come back with the bone and skin on chicken thighs, and it all falls apart, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and so, I think it's really important to think about that because you, the 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 more the clearer that you are, the more defined your vision is, um, and understanding who it is that you want to connect with. And how you want to connect with them and and knowing where you want to take that, you know, the passion behind it and all of those things, knowing where that is going, um, gives you clearer and clearer ways of of being able to articulate that to to other people. And if you are not getting the buy-in, if people are confused, first of all, if people are confused, if they don't understand in a single sentence what it is that you do you're, you're hooped from the start. They're not going to buy from you because they don't get it. Right. And yeah. I think it was, I can't remember Einstein's quote, but basically is, you know, if, if you can't describe what you're doing to an 11 year old, you know, to an 11 year old, to have, have them understand, you don't know what you're doing well enough. Oh um, Right. Yeah. He said more eloquently than I just said.
0: Well, I, it's, it's that back to basics is, can you speak it? Can you just easily say it? Does yes. it need to be smartened up smartened up that's not the right smart up word. yeah I
1: heard that a lot growing up <laughs>
0: <laughs> does it does it need to be that higher high level language of fancy tongue twisting words and because at that point also it's if we it it, it goes back to that keep it simple exactly that, yeah life should be
1: simple I remember my coach saying to me one time is um people don't like people who are smart Really, Mm -hmm. right? Like we don't like that smarter than feeling. And she said, you know, there's something to being smart, and there's something more to being wise. And then she gave me the, you know, smart is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wise is not putting it in the fruit salad. And so that that stuck with me. I'm like that that is true. And and let me do a caveat to that though. If you are talking to engineers and engineer talk, you need to have that technical ability. And again, it comes back to your audience. And Mm -hmm. even with the technical ability, you still have to clearly be able to say in very simple form, what it is your product does very quickly, very easily, even for them to get that interest in it's, you know, you have to get that buy-in first, then you can get all techno on them. But
0: is that quick grab me, pull me in now we go deeper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I, if I don't get that from the get-go enough to create some curiosity, then, then you're lost, right? Yeah. 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 That's all communication. And I think personally, I think, you know, to just circle back into that question, that's really, um, the key part of, of growing your business, getting into a community, making a community, um, raving fans, advocates, all of those things can only happen when you communicate what you are doing and how you're doing it and the value that you bring. That's what's going to pull them in, right? You can't articulate that, they're never you, you, they're never going to come. Even if you build it, they won't come.
0: <laughs> so what okay, so this is great. I'm wondering, because you work with sole entrepreneurs, but also multi-million dollar companies. Mm -hmm. And so you work very closely with those who will be using their own voice, but also a company who has a voice right across an entire organization. So how then can businesses who are not sole props or one person Um, how can, how can they begin to view their content as a greater extension of their personhood and then be able to share it across their organization? So the organization is speaking as the person, as the business person.
1: That is a great question. Um, And I I feel like there's a few different answers for it. So let me start (laughs) with this one first. I mean, first of all, your brand has its own personality and as the business owner who has founded the company that is often a reflection of you um, and who you are and what you do but there also comes a point as you're growing a company that it must take on its own personality and its own stance and that's where again you know really digging in figuring out what that that brand personality the voice is creating that consistency, because it's only the consistency that will build trust, um, with it. And then also, you know, the, why, um, the vision and the mission of it and, and why it's great, like why it's going to change lives and why that change is important. Why is it better to have that change than not? Um, and, and that's really the key, um, I think to, changing those people, changing points of view, right? like nothing great happens in the status quo. It only happens when somebody has a different vision of how something could be. And it's when you have that vision of what could be and you articulate it to somebody in a way that they go, oh, I see this would be so much better if I had this this way with you. So I'm going to get on board your train right? And so that's where understanding the vision and the personality of the company, how it's going to get that across, because your vision can get across in many ways. You know, your brand is much more playful and fun. Um, And so the way that you're you're going to come across is going to be really different than somebody who has a much more formal way of speaking about it. Mm -hmm. That is still going to appeal to different people. It's knowing who you want to have on board, um, to create that, so that's where I think, you know, as you're going out, and even as a, as a business, um, it is still a personality that you are putting forward a specific brand voice. Um, I like to. There's a fun little thing that I love doing is like getting getting people to do a dating profile for their business. Oh, (laughs) that's clever. Yes. Yeah. Because it makes you think in a different way. And again, I think different, and this is why I think, again, getting an outside perspective from somebody on your business helps to shift you in different ways. But if you think about your business as, 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 as as somebody, as something that somebody wants to date, Mm -hmm. how would you set it up to get somebody to, do you swipe left or right? I don't know. I don't know. okay just wipe whatever way that they say yes to so uh <laughs> I'll, that'll have to be some post episode research i suppose i don't know I get a better analogy andrea uh, so but but think about it in that way right like even even a conglomerate has a way of coming across that either people love or people hate. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, that's actually a sign when you actually have a really clear brand personality is when people love and hate you. Um, because now you know that you have a line in the sand. And again, that kind of comes back around to, to the commodity and finding your niche. If you don't have your line in the sand, if it's not very, very clear, then you're not going to have sort of that polarization. Um, because as much as everybody wants to think that their brand is for everybody in the world, it's not. Yeah. And you don't want everybody in the world interacting with your brand either because there's lots of people that you don't want to work with, mm-hmm. right? And so, right, finding that, that space that's uniquely yours, creating that brand voice that gets that across, um, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're a huge, massive global business, it, it really is all the same thing. It's the same pieces, just done a little bit differently. That's all.
0: Mm. Andrea, as always, you have given me a lot to think about. Thank you. Um, but seriously, thank you. Um, because you just make my brain go and make me think deeper, which is always a good thing. Before we dive in, though, to the last question of our podcast, a little interview here, I would love it if you could share it with our audience, where in the world people can find you? How the heck can people connect with you and your brilliance?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and and people can for sure find me there. Um, But probably fastest way is uh, my email or my website. So website is i am andrea jones.com so i am andrea jones.com what i've realized is when i say if i say i am um instead of i'm uh people write down i am instead of i am andrea jones.com and then then you don't get in. So no. So I, I am Jones.com. or, and then by email, it's Haya, hiya H I dash Y a at I am And I like that. Cause on a good day, it's like, hiya. Or on a bad day, it's like, hi. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, I like so,
0: it. Haya. I've always read it as the friendly Haya, but I do like the karate chop version as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh when I, when I do that and you know, it's a good day when you laugh. So yeah, but I'd love it. I mean, if anybody wants to reach out and, uh, and say, Hey, and geek out on some conversation, I would be happy to do that.
0: <laughs> awesome. And I will absolutely be sure to include the links in the show notes so people can easily find you now, my dear Andrea. In your most wonderful mind of opportunity and possibility, what do you believe could happen if businesses realize that they are people, too?
1: <laughs> well, I think that kind of comes back to to that brand personality, right? Like, and and thinking about that, when you realize um, that your business is a person too, you get to connect in a different way you get to connect in a deeper way. And we really deep down, I think that's what we all want. We want somebody who understands us, somebody who gets us, somebody who will support us, who will be our biggest cheerleader, who will pick us up when we're feeling down and give us a kick in a butt, you know, when we need it. Right. And, and lift higher instead of just the little pat on the head. And I think when businesses truly realize That that they are a person as well, and that they can come across in that way, they're going to make better connections. They're going to do more business. They're going to be able to get their greater good out in the world, do more impact out there, and you're going to be able to make a lot more money too. And that lets you do more of the good work you do. So Mm -hmm. I think all around, just it's a win-win-win-win-win.
0: I love that. So wonderful. So much deliciousness was said during this conversation. Thank you so much. My brain is just, oh my gosh. I just had the word being super moist in my head, but that is the weirdest thing I've ever said. So Andrea, just thank you so much for all the insights, the geniusness. Truly you are helping business leaders just create connection and action and it's beautiful.
1: So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I love always chatting with you.
0: Yay. Well, now, as always, big hugs, big love, and we'll chat soon. Well, I'm off to create a dating profile for my own business. How about you? Brilliant insights and shares from Andrea Jones as we dove into the importance of communication and how this connects to our own ideal niche. Or niche for you lovely listeners in the States. Thank you, Andrea, for sharing your insights and geeking out with me on what triggers people through content. And to you, my dear listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen and learn how you can kiss goodbye to the status quo. As always, you can find the links Andrea highlighted in her show notes on anchor.fm/slash businesses are people too. And with that, we are at the end of season two. Don't worry though, season three is well underway and we'll be back in just a few weeks to learn more about what if businesses realized that they were people too. Until next time, friends. Oh, hello. Lindsay Harrell here, just to say a huge thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. It's listeners like you who are going to change the way business is done, bringing real human connection back into our businesses and our communities. If you believe that businesses are people too and are curious about how you can add more human into your business, brand and values, and let's chat so you can take action that actually matters to you and your people simply email lindsay at therightharl.com or find me online at www.therightharl.com this podcast would simply not be possible without you so to never miss an episode of brilliant minds we're going to learn from be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform you know either Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Of course, if you really enjoyed this episode, you would make my heart do a wee giggle if you left a five-star rating. Now, until next time, big hugs, big love, and have a most awesome day.